I have four beers that I'd like to work my way into. Um, it's Friday, just just logging off work, and um, yeah. So, do you guys have a hard stop, or how, how are you guys doing on timing? I ate a bunch of gummies right like thirty minutes ago, so I mean, I'm good. I have no stop. Fuck yeah! Just gotta keep that energy up, Mister Gummy Man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to, yes, that's right, the exclusive pod with Xer here on Crop Talk. Crop Talk. This has been the most anticipated episode of all 2021. I've been trying to hunt down Xer for months. He's been dodging me. He's been too busy. You know, he just recently returned from this really lavish vacation in the florida keys so i just i before we dive into to the episode i i just want to say that i've been toiling that soil for so long trying to get this guy on the pod and we finally booked him so with that ladies and gentlemen welcome to crop talk um today we're joined by our esteemed co-host slash sometimes guest truck talk horn there it is there's that energy and then, yes, here we are. Uh, we also have Exer. Exer, welcome to Croc Talk. Yeah, what's up, free dude? And what's up, truck? Right on, man. Well, listen, um, you know, for those who have been around the farm and been around Counterparty for a while, um, you know, your brand, your um, Exer, I've just been hearing it more and more, especially in Theo's auctions, you know? I think if I could summarize Exer, I would, I would say, you know, he is... He is the final bid. I mean, your enthusiasm and your commitment to bidding these dank as fuck Bitcoin cards and rare Pepe's. It's just, it's, it's so lovely to see that level of commitment. So you've been a big name. You've been accumulating. You've got some really exciting stuff that you're doing with your website. So we'll, we'll definitely dive into that. But, you know, as is tradition, Let's first begin by just understanding the origin story. So, Exer, maybe just kind of walk us through, you know, when did you get, when did you become a, a Bitcoin guy? Kind of how did that start? And then more specifically, how the hell did you find Counterparty and get this deep? Yeah, so I uh, discovered Bitcoin, or I think me and my buddies were talking about, I don't remember how I first saw it, but um, it was probably in maybe 2012 or 2013. Nice. And yeah, you know, we were talking about it, and I didn't, I didn't pull the trigger or buy any. Um, I wish I did. Um, and then um, a couple years roll around, Coinbase comes out, so it becomes a little more um, accessible for everyone to buy a little easier. Um, I get a, I get a patent for a computer method um, system, and I sell that. And uh, I say I'm going to buy a thousand Bitcoin at a thousand um, Bitcoin at thirty five dollars. And, uh, you know, what? I couldn't get the money. I sold my patent into a bank account oh because, uh, <laughs> because, because Bank of America actually banned me from um, using the banking system because I had a bunch of overdrafts. 
And uh, when I had those overdrafts, I couldn't afford to pay them. So I got so pissed off because every week they would take my, you know, I was making like, I, I started a granite company. We're doing really well, but I paid myself, you know, bare minimum, $400, $400 a week. And, uh, you know, I had credit card and obviously had some company um, access to money for, you know, fun or leisure or whatever. Um, but the $400 was just like my, my cash for the week. And uh, they had overdrafts. So the Bank of America used to rearrange all the charges on the overdraft. So um, you buy a candy bar for a dollar, Gatorade, lunch, maybe seven, eight dollars. And then say you go buy something, maybe you go buy dinner or something for forty five dollars and they'll charge that forty five first. And then they want to bang you with the thirty five dollars for that candy bar, that Gatorade and everything else. So, oh, yeah, oh, I yeah. got so I got so pissed off because, you know, the only the only people that's affecting is the poor people, the plebes. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the banks are stealing from the poor people, and it really pissed me off. So, you know, I, yeah, I could have uh, afforded to pay them their money, but I said, fuck them, I'm not paying it. So I didn't pay it. Um, I don't think it's right. You, you, you get rich off of the poor people uh, rearranging the transactions so they get overdrafts, and then they can't feed their family. It's fucked up. <clears throat> so I get $140,000 for this patent. I can't, I can't get it in a bank because I'm banned from other banks. So I drop it straight into a... Uh, interactive brokers trading account because obviously the stock market they'll give anyone an account yeah so um i never got that money in the coinbase i never i never bought that thousand bitcoin ended up losing probably about one hundred and twenty thousand in three real, months real quick real, real, real quick uh this is epic by the way this is like exceeding expectations um so so are are you like are you like really good with computers like are you are you are you smart I, with computers? I, w- I wouldn't say I'm good with computers. I mean, I'm, I'm like probably like an expert or ninja, if you want to call like use that term for coding for like a no coder. So I can connect like all different kinds of sites through Integromat. And I like to use Bubble. I used Wix for like seven years trying to build shit. It's obviously not dynamic. I think now it is, but it sucks. Um, it's good for like a simple business web page. So um, I'd say I'm a pretty good no coder. And then I think, um, you know, just my... My thought process is a little different than everyone else's, so um, that's probably my my biggest my biggest okay. uh, you know. Well, you're you're talking to a liberal arts major over here, so so I'm at your mercy because uh, I, I'm not. I don't I don't have that. I don't have that. Um, but that's fascinating. So interesting. And then, um, so you sell this pat? Was you said it was a patent? It was a business method patent. So, um, what was it? It was probably year two thousand five. Who or the six. hell? Who the hell told? I don't even know what that is. Who who the hell told you to 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 create that? Yeah, so I was creating a, a quoting system. So I had a granite company, and there's a business broker next to me named Ed Brooks, and uh, he's an older guy. And uh, I had a granite company. So my first year, we did a million dollars. We went from zero to a million dollars. Hell yeah! In sales and twelve employees, so that it was pretty good. Nice and then. Uh, just work nonstop, but uh, I, I loved computers and I thought it was really easy to run a software company because, you know, making granite countertops is pretty hard. Just a lot of equipment, capital expenses, machines, you know, it's, it's a grind, no doubt. So uh, I see the internet companies and I'm like, man, this is, this is easy. You just press buttons and the money drops in their account. Yep. So I, uh, I made a quoting system uh, for countertops and uh, I, I hired a company in Peru um, or I, I created a company in Peru to develop it because I couldn't afford Americans, or at least I thought so. Uh, it was a bad mistake because 
I ended up spending $250,000 and uh, I never finished the code. So, you know, it was just, it was just a terrible idea, but I got a patent in the process because the yeah. guy next to me, Ed Brooks, the business broker, his son is a uh, patent attorney. Yep. So he said, maybe you should try to patent this. And uh, I did. And, and uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Dude, that's so tight. That's awesome. You know what, man? That's that's like seriously, like hats off. You know, this is what farming's all about. You're toiling the soil, dude. You're you're going out there. You're you're you've got your crops. Now you were doing this before before you even knew that you were doing it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. It's been a it's been a long uh, long journey. I mean, it is what it is. Okay, so then you sell this patent. You got a hundred and was it 140k? Yeah, 140k. 140k, and <laughs> you like. You hear about this Bitcoin thing, and then you you decided right then and there that you want to you want to put all of that all of that 140k. No, no, no. It, was, it would it would only be 35 grand of it because Bitcoin was only 35 dollars at the time. Oh, oh man. Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm a little man. salty over it, but I, I'm over it by now. You know, if you yeah, know, I mean, the truth of the matter is, if I really wanted to get that money in there, I could have did it. You know what I mean? I could have figured a way, but I got so hooked on day trading, I just totally lost sight because like my first day of day trading, I lost 15 grand. So then after you lose 15 grand, you're like, oh shit, I need to get this money back. And I actually moved to South Africa after I got that money because my, my wife's an all pair and she had to go back to her country. So I sold the patent to get the money to go live in South Africa. And uh, I just day traded for three months straight and I came home with like 10 grand. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this was worth the wait. This was so worth the wait. Um, outstanding, outstanding. Okay, so you, so then you, so so then you do day trader, and then did you just like give up on on uh, on on the corn, or like when, when did you finally uh, start to FOMO in? Well, after I after I, I, like I was day trading options, so like obviously that's oh, you know, that's like yeah. I, I see. I got I became like a degenerate option trader in seventh grade because my dad taught me options. And in seventh grade, it was during the internet boom. So AOL, like just everything, Excite, uh, Real Networks, everything was just on fire. So, uh, you know, at, at seventh grade, I put $1,000 in. I had like $42,000 um, in like three months. So how old are you? At that time, I was 12, I think. Well, not now. Now, how old are you now? I'm 37 oh, right now. 37, okay. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we're the same ages. We're all mid-30-year-old mid farmers, I think. <laughs> So, so yeah, that's where I got hooked. I ended up losing all that money too, but you know, it just went, it just kept going on and I just kept losing, losing, losing. <laughs> what, what stocks were you buying back during the dot-com bubble? Um, AOL, Excite, a lot of the tech companies I was buying. Nice. Um, AOL and Excite are the pretty much two I remember. And uh, there's like one like called OPTN I did, but it no longer exists. Um, I did Win Dixie, which was terrible. I tried like buying it at the bottom, um, and just kept going lower. Yeah, I uh, I think we all know how that goes. I think we've all <laughs> we've all we've all done that a few times. This has to be the bottom. Negative thirty percent. Okay, this has to be the bottom. Negative forty percent. Uh, we've all been there. Um, epic. So epic. Okay, so. Okay, so you're in South Africa. Your wife's an au pair. Yeah, yeah. So, you've, you've, so I call, you've, yep. Go ahead. I come back and I got like ten grand. So obviously, I just left with like hundred and forty grand. 
I left my family. Okay, I'll see you later. I'm going. I'll come back. So now I only got ten grand. It's like I was like when I got to ten grand, I was like I got to stop because I can't go home and, and go to my parents' house and be like I got no money left. So I got to be able to afford my own place. So so uh, so I still believed in Bitcoin, and then I don't know. It was around 180 dollars or something. So I think it's probably 2015 right now. And uh, oh wait, wait. So, so so you missed the whole 13 bubble. Oh yeah, I missed complete Gox. Yeah, I didn't, I, I missed that completely. Okay, so you, so this is post Gox. So post yeah. Gox. Okay. Yeah, Coinbase was the one that really allowed me to easily buy. Yeah, um, we, we all we, we all bought from Coinbase. We all, we all did. <laughs> yep, I omit it. So so then yeah, I started buying. Um, I didn't have much money, but I I buy like 180, 200 dollars, so one Bitcoin at a time, and uh, yeah. I I probably gambled a lot of away, most of it probably. Um, Nitrogen sports. Yeah, exactly. I think I had like a Clippers playoff game where they won and I got like 10 Bitcoin, but I lost it after that. Yeah, stuff like that. So, I mean, a lot of people have those stories. Dude, I love you, man. (laughs) I'm so glad you're here. I'm so stoked you're here. That's, um, that's incredible. Okay. Awesome. Okay. So that, that's your, uh, that's the Genesis block. Now, how, how did you, uh, now counterparty, right? So like counterparty is like, uh, you know, the next extraction. So how the hell did you learn about counterparty? And then, and then, you know, how did that journey begin? Yeah. So I would, I would say, you know, me picking counterparty to start was a terrible choice probably. Um, so coin market cap, I would say I learned about counterparty. Um, and I think at the time it was Bitcoin, Ethereum. And counterparty, or just three, maybe Dash, uh, maybe Namecoin. So there wasn't there wasn't many up there, and I think Bitcoin's dominance level is like ninety six percent or ninety eight percent. So it was really high. Um, and I read about I, I love Bitcoin, and I didn't really like Ethereum for some reason. I don't know why. Um, Soy so uh, <laughs> so I read about counterparty and how uh, it, the tokens are secured by Bitcoin, and I thought, oh my god, what could possibly be a better thing than tokens secured by Bitcoin? And my main thing was with, with Bitcoin was it's the world's most secure computing system, right? So that mm-hmm. seems incredibly powerful to me. So if you have the most, like the world's most secure open computer system and you can add tokens to it, like that's like incredible. Like what else could you ask for? So to me, that's how I fell in love with Counterparty because I always thought Bitcoin should protect lots of value since it's the world's most secure computer system so um you know a lot of people say bitcoin store of value i say it's a store of security um the store of security is what gives it value um if bitcoin wasn't main property store of security bitcoin wouldn't have value amen brother yeah so i think the bitcoin network should protect uh the world's most valuable assets in a transparent manner where everyone can see the accounting uh in open and uh no, no one has to worry about anything being stolen. In, inject it straight into my veins, man. That's, <laughs> that's exactly what, uh, that's why we're here. That's absolutely why we're here. Okay, cool. And then like, and then NFTs though, right? So like when Counterparty launched, like I remember reading the Bitcoin, Bitcoin talk and then everyone was just, everyone, there's so much Counterparty FOMO. Uh, and, and so that's why I, I remember I, I went deep in Counterparty and I like, I bought XCP. I had a counterparty wallet. That I, I, I like legit. I, I, and I had it like right at the beginning, but I had no idea. I didn't understand it. I was like, what? Like, what do I, you know? Okay, cool. So, and then it was like a, 
it was like a land grab then to like buy all the assets on counterparty right so you had like drop lister in there that like you know bought all the you know counterparty assets but then but then for me counterparty didn't click until um rare pepes so did you so like did when did you get sucked into to rare pepe um probably 2020 oh okay late bloomer all right i thought rare pepes were were so dumb i thought they were the dumbest thing ever Okay, yeah, so what, um, changed, what changed your mind? What changed my mind? Well, um, you know, I registered a lot of assets. So I have like five, five to 10,000 assets. Um, and I saw Rare Pepe people creating assets. And I, I didn't really know what the hell they were doing, actually. I had no idea. All I saw it was on X-Chain. Um, so I was like, who are these idiots creating all these Pepe assets? Like, why are they creating such stupid assets? So, like, when I was registering my assets. So... I'm like, I'm watching every day these Pepe's and every day I'm registering assets. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? Like, this is stupid. So, um, 2009, 2020, I, uh, counterparty just seemed dead to me. Like it seemed really dead, but also punks were coming around and I was like, I'd rather have it on Bitcoin. And like, these are before it. So they seem cool. So, um, it wasn't necessarily like, I, definitely like an investment theme in the back of my mind, like possibly these could be worth money, but it was more of like, uh, like XCP and Counterparty so dead, like I need to try to like start using the decks to try to get it like going and get some excitement or, or something going. So, I mean, obviously other people are using the decks, but there wasn't like bids placed. So I just started placing lots of bids just to try to see if like stir some activity up in, in Counterparty. And like, no way am I responsible for anything that has happened. Like I have zero responsibility for that. But at the time that was my thinking was to get some action in, in Counterparty. Good. There you are. Your your DNA is all over the place. You're, you're that persistent bid. <laughs> yeah, it paid it paid off, man. Like it's it's, it's it blows my mind. It's incredible. Uh, that's awesome. And then uh, Bitcoin. So, do you have a, a Bitcoin farm? Are are you deep into the Bitcoin's community? Oh man, I mean, I, I like the Bitcoin guys. Obviously, like you guys are cool. I like your cards. They're cool. Um, I don't have a farm. Uh, I always said I'd get a farm, but I'm always like too busy to try to figure out how to do a farm like it's just like it'd be cool to have a farm and i'm sure you guys will probably sell your farms for lots of money so i probably should have done it but uh i do not have a farm well you don't need much money to start a farm xer we could get you set up with a farm <laughs> i got some money i'm not worried about the money it's just the time of setting it up like i would like if if you farmers could just pre-make farms and i could just buy a farm at once that'd be cooler like if I could just like put in an input form and be like, where do I want my farm? What do I want to name it? You guys set it up and then I can just buy the wallet. You know, I, I, I know a guy who, who may be interested. I know a couple guys actually that may be interested in, in helping you out there. Um, there's this guy out, this one farmer. I don't know if his name's Wheeler. Have you heard of Wheeler? Yeah, I know. I, I pretty much know all the Bitcoin guys. Yeah, of course I heard Wheeler. I think me and Wheeler are always getting arguments maybe. I don't know. What do you, uh, hey, listen, this is a safe space. You can let it rip. Like what? What do you what do, what do you think about Wheeler? Oh man, I I really I really like everyone in Counterparty, so I can't say anything bad about anyone. Um, I think it might have been you. Was it you saying uh, Wheeler might be the best marketer? Like he's he's really good at marketing on one of your crop stocks. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I like Wheeler. He's the Cornholio uh, creator, which is right. Cornholio card is that his? Uh, truck. Do you know? Yeah, there's more than one Cornholio, but I think he is responsible for at least one of them. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a cool card. I think it was six six six. 
Um, I got some of those. So, yeah, I love all the Bitcoin cards. I think they're next. They're going to be hot, and people are going to love them. They're pretty cool. And you know what's exciting about Bitcoin, car- uh, Bitcoin cards is, uh, like, I think, like, real farmers will eventually FOMO in. You know what I mean? Like, these new farmers with all these, like, technology, like, tractors and stuff, like, they got huge money. They're going to, like, want, like, oh, look at my cards, like, with other farmers possibly. So, uh, that would be kind of cool. <laughs> oh, man. This is so great. So you think that like the, you know, the, you know, the, uh, you know, the farmer Joe out there in Nebraska, you know, tending his, uh, his, his, his literal cornfields, you think they're going to eventually find their way and, and start to gobble up some of these dank, uh, dank farming carts? I mean, I would think farmers would want these cards. I, I would definitely think so. Yeah. I would, I would like to see one of you guys or maybe me, I'll bring some, some cards and, uh, see if the farmers buy them up. Well, you know what? I actually, I, I, I actually say that there is a chance of that because I think, um, like my biggest, my biggest thing over like you know Counterparty and and Rare Pepe's. I mean, the thing that was brilliant about Rare Pepe was that Joe Looney built that Rare Pepe wallet, and you could you could trade the cards from within the wallet, and like that was really really tight. Like that was you know hats off. That was to me that was super exciting. It was super fun. Yeah, um, I want to tell you what's up. <laughs> I got to jump in when you mentioned Joe Looney because Joe, Joe Looney, he's, he's like one of the smartest guys you'll ever meet. He's, uh, he's just really great money. But the thing that I'm like absolutely boggles my mind about Joe Looney is, is like I used to live in this town, right, called Tabernacle. Or I grew up in Chemung, okay? So it's a town. It's 50 square miles. It's in New Jersey. And there's only 5,000 people in my town. So uh, my dad has a business in Tabernacle called Tabernacle Granite. So that's where I learned how to do granite. I've been working there my entire life since I was younger. Not anymore, but I, I did. Um, and uh, I used to say to my, my best friend, who's uh, he's the GM of the company, um, I go up his office and say, there's not anyone around here within 100 miles that knows of Counterparty. I said, I'm probably the only one. Yep. And uh, I meet Joe Looney in... Uh, in Miami, so Bitcoin 2021, we meet. I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, where are you from? I'm like, um, Shemong. And he's like, IMMS. And that's like the alternate name for my town, but it's like Shemong on the map. So that's what I want to tell. Like, I usually don't even tell people I'm from there because they have no idea um, where it is. No one knows where it is. Well, Joe Looney literally lived in the town next to me, uh, <sighs> probably 10 miles away. Five miles away, literally the town that borders my town. Um, his population, his town's probably twelve hundred, and mine was five thousand. So we're like literally connected, and uh, that just that just blew my mind because that was like the craziest odds I've ever heard. And then I go to Theo, and I go Theo at Bitcoin. I meet him at Bitcoin twenty one two, and I go, oh, I go, oh, he's like, I know, I was like, you live overseas, but where do you where do you live before? He goes, I lived in North Carolina. I was like, oh, I lived in North Carolina. I had my granite shop. Um, that's where I started my granite shop in the Outer Banks. But I lived in a town called Manio. And guess where Theo was from? Manio. So my mind was blown. Bro, the, it, it's so deep. And the more, uh, the more Bitcoin, the more counterparty, the more like, uh, Bitcoin NFT people I talk to, like the amount of similarities, like we're like all like, we're all like the same. I, 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 I think about this like all the time. Like we're, we're we're all very similar. We're all very similar. Like like your story's epic. I I absolutely like it's so rich. It's so good. But uh, you know there 
it's just I'm surprised by that, but I'm also not surprised by that. But I think there's like something like we 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 all watched the same cartoon show or like we we all went through some experience earlier on that like all kind of like took this demographic and and just kind of funneled us into like this whole like Bitcoin counterparty, rare Pepe, Bitcoin thing. I mean, there's just it's just fascinating. I'm sure there's a, a study somebody can do one of these days, but uh, but epic, man. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, the, the minds in counterparty are, are, are like, you just don't find these people, you know, through, through high school or just regular friends. Like, you know, we kind of all found it, found each other and, um, you know, we kind of all think the same and, and a little different than everybody else. So it's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. And I think the coolest part is I think we're right. <laughs> and I think, I think we're just really, uh, really early. You know, you could say if we're going to pat ourselves on the back that, you know, we're, we're kind of a little visionary, you know, it's, it's almost like, you know, we, we walked up and, and to, you know, the open plains and we just said, you know, if we build it, they will come. And, uh, and here we are, here we are in like peak NFT euphoria. And it's incredible because going back to what I was saying before, you know, rare Pepe to me just immediately clicked because I saw rare Pepe wallet, you know, .com. And I was like, Oh shit, you can trade these things. There's price feeds. Like this is, you know, this instantly made total sense to me. And then now you've got things like open you've got rare dot city. And it's like, we're solving the problem that counterparty had for a long time. Was that like, you know, it just, it's not, it's so not noob friendly, it, you know, it's just not like you go on like the decks and, um, but yeah, I mean, it's easy for us now, but like, you know, I remember looking at my counterparty wallet for like probably a year and a half. And just like, I had no idea what, how it worked or like what to do or like, you know, it just wasn't, it wasn't noob friendly. So, but that's changed now. That's totally changed now. And, you know, I was doing a little, little bit of research before, before the pod and, um, somebody sent me your website. And so you want to just kind of walk us through like, bro, like, what is this, what is this project you're working on? I mean, you've got, you're, you're kind of, you're kind of going full circle where you're, you're kind of, you're making some physical cards and what, what, what's your business? What, what is that? Yeah. So they're, um, they're NFT cards. So, uh, they have a scratch off on the back and each card has the displayed NFT on the front. And then the data is on the back, like the issuance, uh, the issuer, uh, the, Hash ID, supply, year, and uh, each card serialized and has a scratch off. And each each actual physical card has a Bitcoin wallet um, attached to the card. So if you scratch off the back, uh, you get the private key. You can import that private key in free wallet, and then you can get access digitally to the NFT uh, that showed on the front of the card. And are you trying to host your own marketplace or are you thinking about maybe putting some of your cards on some of the more popular platforms like OpenSea or, or Rare City? Yeah, so um, right now you, you buy the pack. So I have it set up. So you log into my website, you create a username, password, and uh, it gives you a Bitcoin address. You deposit that Bitcoin into that, uh, that Bitcoin address for your account. Um, and then it's going to give you a little notification. It's going to say, did you make a deposit? If you made a deposit, you want to hit yes. Um, if you hit no, I'll have no idea you deposited. So it's a little uh, no-code hack right there. Um, so make sure you hit yes. And eventually, you know, if you hit no, you're going to find me. I'm on Twitter, xer.co, and uh, Telegram. And you can email support at the website. Um, 
So once you deposit the Bitcoin, we give you a pack. And then basically you open four cards and they're all pulled from uh, the card pool within the system. So uh, when you select open card, it randomly selects a card from the pool. And uh, depending on what cards you get, uh, that's what it is. So that's how you open the pack. That's, uh, that's dope. So, so you don't know what you're getting. You just know you're getting four cards. Correct. And you can see the odds in the pool if you like click buy pack and then you scroll down a little bit, you'll see the, the different odds for the cards that you could possibly pull. And how much does it cost to buy a pack? Um, a pack's $1,000, but I'm probably going to raise the prices because I, I think the NFTs in the cards are worth more than the cards. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, I've, sure. so I've been, I, like, I mean, like actually like the amount of NFTs, if you, if you accumulated all their value that's left in the packs, they're worth more than the cards. Like even if I ship it with the cards, like, so I think I need to raise the prices. I just been trying to leave it the same just so I could, um, you know, I didn't want to raise prices on people, but I don't know. I could, I could literally just scratch my own cards and pull them and, and sell them for more than the packs. So it doesn't make much sense. Well, I, what, I, what I'm hearing there is there's an incredible arbitrage opportunity, also an incredible way to... Do you think, the future, do you think there's a market for physical NFTs? Um, I mean, I would say the card's a physical NFT, right? I don't yep. I think... I feel like it kind of is. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because like you're you're kind of selling like two NFTs in a way, right? Well, not really. You're selling one, but the but the this is hilarious. You're like reversing it. You're saying like, hey, like you, you get the actual like token, that's the NFT, but then I'm also giving you a rare physical, like an IRL. Yeah, so I think Cornholio said it really good. Um, he said the card is just the wrapper, like Koval um, emblem, like it's you wrap the the token. Well, the card is literally just the wrapper, like like if I sell you a piece of paper and I just have the code written on it and I like put, give you the scratch off and be like, here, who wants to buy this? Everyone's not going to know what it is. So you almost have to display the picture of the NFT because how can you sell something digitally? Like if no one can see it. Very true. And how can you display it if there's no image of the card on it either? Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. Like the, the digital representative of that private key has its right to show itself. If it's like, in physical form because like when i create these keys like i don't have a copy of any of them like the literally the only key is on the card why why do you think why are we in this mania what 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 did the the what, what did the um the plebs finally realize like because you know we, we you know bitcoin of course it's like the simpsons episode it's like bitcoin always did it first so we started making NFTs first, and like, what do you think? Why are they all here now? Like, what, 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 what's the catalyst for today's like epic mania? Well, I mean, you got to say like, punks and open sea. I would guess. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else would would do it. I don't know. What do you guys think? I really, I really don't know. I mean, it's just, it's crazy, but I like it. Trek, you wanted to give your take, and I'll give mine. I mean, I don't know. Punks were around for quite a while before Rare Pepe found any traction. I don't know if punks were necessarily the catalyst, but, you know, after punks said, oh, we're first and we were the first NFTs, people started going back further in the Ethereum market space and they found, oh, these uh, 
you know, these rocks were actually first. And then they kept going backwards, met more and more and more, trying to find out what really came first. And then, you know, the end of the road really started with Counterparty. Yeah, I mean, I think, yes, yes, that, that's like, that's it. But listen, I, I think really what it is, is they solve the UI problem. They solve the UX problem. You know, it's like, uh, you know, like once OpenSea popped up, and I will say, like, I, I, I hate ETH tards, um, like, like zero out of 10, not a fan. None of their shit is dank. None of it's funny. None of it's impressive. It's just, to me, it's just, uh, it's just so dry. It's so dry. But what they are really good at is they are really good at creating websites that are that act as like really good, um, you know, they 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 a really good user funnel where they can just invite people in. It makes sense. It looks cool, and they can just they can just do it. I actually I, I want to give my I I I thought about it a little more. Um, you got to give like Emblem Vault right because now we yep. can get it on X yep. uh, Open Sea, and then uh, Sc- Scare City. I mean, you know, they were at Bitcoin twenty twenty one and and. Uh, there's a lot of peppies there, and I think that helped a lot. And then, obviously, Theo um, doing the auctions, and and you know, the truth of the matter is, it's the it's the cards that that have done it. I mean, the cards are just awesome. And I think once like you just start collecting them, you just don't want to stop. Are you collecting uh, ETH NFTs as well? Um, well, I bought scrolls like 2016 every day in Theo's yeah. auction. Um, so I have that one. It's like in my wallet, but I can't see it. So it kind of sucks. And then um, I did buy an East Sperm. So I bought <laughs> an East Sperm. <laughs> Why? I don't Why? know. I, I just I just saw it and I was like, okay, uh, that would be my first. Like, because I bought Skrulls by accident. All I wanted was a DJ Pepe, and then I got this incredible other one that I didn't. I was like so against Ethereum at the time. I just I didn't like even care about it. Yeah. Um, but then all these these punk guys started coming in the counterparty, and uh, you know, I I kind of explored their community a little bit, and I thought, you know what, these guys are like these guys aren't so bad. So, well, they um, buy, you know, they're great customers. Yeah, and they got a, a large social media reach, and you know, most of them are really nice guys, and sure. So, so you know, what I mean, like, cool. That's what we want. We want growth at counterparty, and that's what that's what like we all want. So, so I'm really happy to have them but now we're actually getting the maxis into it seems like so so now we're getting like both eth and bitcoin like maxis which is like now like maxis who hated us who said we were spam now they're coming back and being like oh yeah these pepes i want some so you know i kind of want to be like you know what you guys said we're spam screw you guys but you know that's not the right attitude to have so you know we should welcome everyone so you know what it's pretty freaking awesome totally agree um, can you tell me the story uh, about Punk 2317? What did you do with that one? Oh, so that was Robness, right? I think Robness burned the, the Punk or something. So he burned it on Ethereum. And when he burned it, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to put it on, on Bitcoin. So I named it Burn Punk. And then I made like, I used sub assets and I made like five more, like Grandpa Punk and a few other Punks. So, so that's the story. Just like a couple hour project, it wasn't too big of a deal. Uh, what what do you what do you think is the most valuable counterparty NFT on the market? Oh man, well, it's got to be the the Pepe Million or whatever that just sold, right? Or maybe maybe Homer, probably Homer Pepe. I guess. I guess Homer Pepe. I mean, I guess you got to give it to Tokyo Angels. So I, I, I'll say Homer Pepe. How much did Homer Pepe sell for? It was three hundred thousand, but that was like six months ago, I think, or seven months ago. So, 
And you know, Token Angels isn't a paper hand, so he's so one point five. He'll laugh at. I have a feeling he'll probably want like twenty million. Well, there's been some. I think a rare Pepe, uh, the actual rare Pepe asset. I think that recently sold for what, like ten BTC. I think. And then Dan Darkpill, he had uh, one of his dank uh, rare Pepe's. I think sell for like twenty five BTC. Yeah, the the Pepe million sold for for. 1.2 million plus a free rare Pepe. So it was like 1.5 million. What's the, I'm sorry, what's, what's the Pepe million? I mean, is that a collection or like, what is that? No, it's one card. I think Skrilla made it. There's like, there's like five of them. And Skrilla made, wait, 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 wait. Skrilla made a, an NFT and he sold it for 1.2 no, million. I don't think Skrilla had it though. I think um, another guy had it. Um, I think his name's Loose Goose. And uh, I think he sold it, like, <laughs> rumors is he sold it for 1.5 million. Like, like one point two million for the token for the card, Pepe million a one of five, and then a free rare Pepe. So you can say that's like one point five million. What do you think? Uh, you know, for this current cycle, what what do you think is going to be the top? Like, what's going to be the top tick on on a either a rare Pepe or a Bitcoin card? Bitcoin card. But what what do you think that top tick's going to be? Yeah, I have no idea. Like, if, if a card sold for 1.5 million, I would already think that's top tick. So, you know, I see Rare Pepe going to a, a million plus. You know, uh, you know, if you look at if you look at your house, right, and you say like, oh yeah, I have this house. This is cool. Um, but the the house falls apart. And like, if you look at the entire globe, like when you're in an airplane, you look down, you see those little spots of land. They're like just so little, and like there's millions of them everywhere. And there's thousands and thousands of houses. It's just it's just nonstop. But then you have 300 rare Pepe's, right? And uh, there's only like 1.5 per country. So, like, I could go, literally, like, right now, go to a different, like, entire country, and I'd be the only person holding that that card. So, uh, so I mean, in in one point, 1.5 million seems like crazy. But then when you like look at the picture of the entire world and how scarce they are, and like how important they are to technology, like the history and everything behind it. I mean, I don't, I don't see a limit because even at, even at a million dollars, like you're still only getting that little plot of land. And like, if you live in an expensive town, your house might not even be that nice. It might be like a 1500 square foot shack. So you want to trade that for one of your cards? Nah, you know what I mean? So who knows? Crazy to think about, man. Sorry, go ahead. I, I think we've been um, using the wrong metric for judging the rareness of these of these uh, dank AF cards. I think we needed to use the um, how many you know how many cards per country metric. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's true though, right? Like, you like sure, I think, yeah. I think B Cash Coin. There's only forty two of them. So, like, and I think I like B. I own twenty one of them actually, but B Cash Coin's like. Bcash corns like I think it was right around the time the split and Armstrong uh, decided to like back Bitcoin Cash, which is freaking retarded. But I don't yep. know why he would ever do that. But um, so that's <laughs> so that's not like so that's like pretty important Bitcoin history. So uh, and the card's pretty fire. So um, yeah, like the one thing I've been trying to like kind of like understand is like you know so do do you think these these NFTs and obviously like, you know, Bitcoin, like, I think, like, I think which, the reason why I think like rare Pepe and, and Bitcoins are dank is because they take, they take culture, whatever's hot in the culture and they, and they meme it into the theme of the project. Right. And I just like, don't see that at all with any ETH NFTs. And that's why I hate them. I look at the ETH NFTs and 
to me, they're just like, okay, like an eight pixel image, not interesting. They, they do this whole thing where, you know, it's like, hey, what characteristic did you get on this base concept? And I just, I, I think that's like, just not dank. I don't know. I have no FOMO. I've never wanted it. And it's fine. Like people can, can buy that if they want to. I'm not, I don't, I don't care. Do whatever you want, but I just don't find it valuable. And so I think like, do you think that people that are buying, you know, Bitcoin NFTs, which for whatever reason have tended to be kind of these timestamps in internet culture along the way, do you, do you think that's going to come in? Like why, like, why does a fucking punk right now more valuable than like a rare Pepe, you know, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know why there's the, the half the argument is there's value in the timestamp of what was going on in internet culture. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I, I'm not impressed by computer generated art. Uh, no, you know, I don't, I don't dice. want art from a yeah, computer. I agree. Um, so, you know, the thing that makes these cards special is people sat there and put their time in and uh, they weren't really expecting to get too much from it. Um, at least the majority of them. So um, it just makes them special. Do you think it's like kind of like that thing where like an artist will create a bunch of art and then they'll they'll commission it to some art gallery? You know, maybe they have a couple sales, but nothing great. And then the artist dies. And then all of a sudden their artwork explodes in value. Do you think maybe that maybe that's part of it, you know, because it's like, hey, like there was this moment in time and, and we and we tokenized this moment in time and made it into a meme. And then that moment passes, right? And you, and you can't go back and like and like recapture that moment, that energy. Maybe that's part of it. Yeah. Well, if you think about it, like in the real in the real world, there's like you can collect anything. There's like millions of things you can collect in all right. different types. But what are you really going to collect like online besides a a picture or like? you know, some kind of like tool for a game, but like a piece of art, like, and especially being the first piece of art, like they're the first like real collectibles, um, digital collectibles ever. Let's just get straight to the point. When, how much longer until the, the broader community discovers Bitcoins? Cause I think we're still on the cutting edge of, pe of like the, of people like really getting into rare Pepe. And I completely agree. And I know that like Bitcoins is next. So like, what, what's your forecast how much time do we have left to accumulate cards before the masses arrive for bitcoins? I don't know. At the rate it's going, I'd say maybe, maybe, maybe a week or a couple months. You know what I mean? Like it, it could literally be next week. So I, I don't know. I think within the next three months, you know, I think the bitcoin prices are going to shoot up for sure. Peel, peel back the curtain a little bit. Um, being a member of the Bitcoin Foundation, I see what cards are being submitted to the queue, and it has exploded in popularity within the last week. Exploded. Okay, instant FOMO. Um, are the card? Are the are the submissions? Are they dank? Um, are they good? Like ninety nine point nine percent of them are moist as fuck. Oh, oh, I just got goosebumps. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, epic. Uh, do, what is uh, truck? I don't even remember. Like, what is the first Bitcoin card? What was the helipad yacht dock and um, Lambo garage? And yep. then the first user submitted card was farmhand. Farmhand. That's right. That's right. And then isn't the game ending soon? Doesn't the game end in like next year? The last harvest is January first next year. Wow. 
So you have a choice to make. Do you do you go for the W and keep selling cards to collect more corn? Or do you sacrifice the eternal glory? Because hey, if you win bitcoins, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a token. You have to get a token. You right? do, you get the bragging token. Can you imagine how much that's gonna be worth? Holy that's God. what I'm saying, because you know, it's got a little bit of proof of work embedded within the value of that token because it's like, hey man, you know, like I've been playing this game for four years or three years. Uh, you know, I made sacrifices for it. I, I you know, outmaneuvered my competition. I, I joined a co-op and uh yeah, I mean I wonder I wonder if I wonder what that'll what that'll look like. Fascinating. Um last couple of questions here for me is just like OpenSea, right? So OpenSea was is obviously is kind of the star of the show this cycle. Uh they recently got um one of what one of their guys was caught trying to front rent some of their trades. Did you guys see that? Okay. So my whole thesis with with like tokens and ETH and stuff is that, and you're already seeing it now, is that like like all the tokens, um they're chain agnostic, right? Like they 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 can they they can float around or they can go anywhere, and, and that's why I think eventually they're they're going to end up on on Bitcoin. But um, do you think that OpenSea has taken a bit of a reputational hit uh, from this incident? And do you, and do you think that the noobs now are trying? You know, whether it's Solana NFTs or you know even like Liquid NFTs, do do you think there's an opportunity for the masses to kind of find the next marketplace? Yeah, um, I don't, I don't, I don't think that'll have any effect. Whatever, um, I forget the guy's name, um, but he's always really nice to me. Like if I said something, he always liked it. So um, he he seemed like a nice guy. Uh, front running people and and knowing what's going to come up uh, is obviously not right, and uh, I'm sure he regrets his mistakes. So so that really sucks. He's going to pay for his wallet for sure. Um, I don't think OpenSea will take a hit. I mean, it's just getting so much bigger and faster, and, and it's it just seems like it's a freight train rolling in. I mean, I think I think I heard like there's only 120,000 OpenSea accounts, or there were like a month ago. So, um, 120,000 accounts is is nothing compared to Coinbase. So, um, I don't I don't see it slowing down. You know what the best thing is, or the second the second best thing about OpenSea? You know what it is? No KYC. <laughs> well, free dude. Actually, I've seen a blog on xprotectx.com written by Mr. Xer here, which makes the case that KYC and AML regulation is actually bullish for BTC. For NFTs? For Bitcoin in general. Xer, walk me through your thinking. Well, <laughs> yeah, if if we want if we want um Bitcoin to protect the world's most valuable assets, they're never gonna get online unless government regulated so um if bitcoin was to protect the entire world's wealth um kyc and amo would definitely be a requirement if we don't have that then it's it's not going to happen so it's important that we're able to do that so um bitcoin can protect the world's value well i well, yes, I, I would agree, and I think it's in, inevitable. Uh, yes, that, that's just going to happen. But I'm speaking specifically to NFTs. Do you think NFTs should have KYC AML? No, I don't think I don't think pieces of art should have KYC AML. There's, there's like the problem with this KYC AML is like the way they set it up is retarded because it doesn't protect the consumer. So right. now they want to have KYC. Now I got to give everyone my license and and all my data and everything else, and then then it's going to get sold on the black market. Like it just makes no sense. 
So, um, I mean, I developed a way to be able to do a KYC. You don't have to give anyone any data. Um, but, you know, I think people will eventually find that and they'll use that. But for right now, um, you know, just because the government wants to track what you're doing, um, they shouldn't put you in harm's way and require you to give all this data to these random people who just ask for it. Amen, brother. Do you think uh, do you think NFTs on Liquid have a chance, or or should we wait for things uh, for, or should we have the you know, keep smoking the hopium and, and and praying that we get you know tokens on Lightning? Yeah, I mean we'll get tokens on Lightning eventually. Um, there's no reason why we can't. I mean, like I think Joe Looney said it before, um, and J Dog, but you can't have like a one on one of Lightning. You know what I mean? You need a little bit of liquidity. Um, yeah. But I think you know new technology is going to emerge, especially like. Um, emblem and stuff like that. So, so I don't think transacting um, in the future on counterparty, you know, counterparty is just the base layer. And then you send the token somewhere else to a less secure chain or less secure something, but it makes it really fast and easy and cheap to trade. And if you want your security, you send them back. So it's pretty simple. And there's really no better way to do that. So you think that there's a future for counterparty assets and, and uh, potentially assets on top of lightning? Oh yeah, I mean, I don't see why someone wouldn't be smart enough to be able to do that. So I don't, I don't like why, why wouldn't it happen? Like, besides like the liquidity factor, there's really nothing stopping it. And counterparty, like like Joe Looney explains, it's just it's just one contract. And I think Dan said it a lot too. Um, it's just one contract, so it's really easy to program that because you're not dealing with different variables inside a smart contract. You're dealing with one smart contract, so it makes all tokens just easily programmable and and not, nothing like integrate where you got to customize this or that well i'm here for it man i'm here for it and uh i have to say i'm 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 very bullish um now how do you how do you explain this to your wife <laughs> i don't i don't explain to my wife i just like i'll be like she'd be like oh that card's cool and that's pretty <laughs> much it there's not there's not much explaining going on <laughs> <laughs> track how do you how do you break it down for your partner <laughs> No, honey, we can't sell yet because it's going to be worth more in the future. <laughs> oh man, my uh, so my wife, she's pretty good with she's she's a photographer. She's pretty artsy. She's very creative. She's very talented with Adobe. And so, um, you know, my my claim to fame is, um, you know, I I produce the FarmCat asset for for Bitcoins, and I'm very proud of it. And uh, there's been some movement on the card. I'm very bullish. So. You know, if you haven't gotten a farm cat yet, um, dispensers are open, my friends, my farmers out there. But anyways, uh, so and and she, she's been along this journey with me uh, almost since the beginning. Uh, you know, like I heard, yeah, like 2013 ish. And so my um, uh, there may or may not have been a, a rare Pepe sale within the last month or so, and um, and <laughs> and and it was like literally, it was the most you. Uh, euphoric um i told you so moment when um when, when she saw the sale and to just watch the emotions you know just flash across her face as, as she just i mean to me that's that's almost like that's almost like more valuable than like the actual btc itself you know um so yeah i, I guess i guess you could say that like we're all we're all gonna make it we're all gonna win um when our wives you know fully embrace and appreciate all of the hard work and the forward thinking and the dedication that we put into, um, you know, creating and, 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 um, and trading these NFTs. Uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful.
That's pretty awesome. Congratulations. Yeah, I can't confirm or, de- or deny anything. You know, I, I don't know. It's just what I heard. But <laughs> all right, cool. Yeah. Um. Alrighty, man. Well, I don't know if I have too much more to cover here. Um, truck. Do you have anything on your list? Uh, last thing I was uh, hoping to ask you about Xer is uh, the Bitcoin Trust Network. I-, I saw that kind of on your website, and I wasn't fully. I don't know if I fully understand what the Bitcoin Trust Network is. Yeah, so um, so the Bitcoin Trust Network is a uh, is a database to secure tokens to any alphanumeric combination ever. So uh, <laughs> um, let's see, me me and John Villar. So I, I wanted to um, I wanted to tag websites. You know, like if you see something bad or you see something fake, um, I wanted to be able to tag the website with a token. And uh, wow. Like, kind of like a 911 call for the internet. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yo, someone looks like someone's doing some like fucked up shit over here and send them, send it a token. And that token would like notify whoever when they see that token move, um, you know, uh, you know, something bad's happening or whatever is based on the token's description. So I have all these different descriptions of these different things that could be bad. And uh, the idea is to uh, send those tokens to the Bitcoin Trust Network so the Bitcoin Trust Network generates a Bitcoin burn address, so Bitcoin burn address doesn't have a known key, and you can't get inside it um, for any alphanumeric combination possible. So you could just copy a URL like yahoo.com or yahoo.com slash sign up or whatever. You could like do a single page, or you could just do whatever. Every time you enter in that URL, it creates a, a burn address or any alphanumeric combination. It creates a, a Bitcoin burn address. But it's not the Bitcoin burn address isn't like being created um, when you enter it. It's all predetermined. So any combination of letters and numbers already has a Bitcoin burn address. Hmm. So you can get tokens. You can send them. Now, why is the burn address important if you wanted to like send like a nine one one call to like something that's bad online? Well, I can't send it to like I can't like send it to a regular Bitcoin address because if that person gets a token, then they own the token, and then they can send it to someone else. So now the token becomes like not trustful, right? So the only way you can have trust is to know those tokens are locked away and no one can ever send them anywhere else. So when a, when a token sent from X person, they know it came from that person and it, and it requires this trust level because no one else can send that token because they're all locked away in the, the burn addresses. Does that make sense? So like would I have my own token to flag websites and free dude would have his own token and everybody has a token or I mean, is it just one person that's flagging the website or how do you avoid, you know, people maliciously tagging things, stuff like that? Yeah, right. So, you know, um, it really depends. So if you have one token, like if it's a brand or something like important um, and it needs to be trusted, like you have only trusted parties can have that token, right? Like you're saying. Um, so something like the 911, you'd go to X protect X. You'd submit the bad website. Someone would review it. If they say it's bad, they would fire the token off. And uh, whoever needs to be notified around the world would, would be notified if they were watching for, um, say, X protects X tokens. Interesting. That's really cool. I thought you weren't a coder. I'm not a coder. So, like, I came up with the idea, and then me and John Villar got together. And, uh, and you know, John, John Villar is obviously, like, incredible coder and brilliant. So he's, like... He like whipped it up in like three days and he's like, this works offline. Um, every address is predetermined. 
and it can't be reverse engineered. So like he made this incredible thing in like three days and uh, like literally like you go to XProtectX or no, I'm sorry, the Bitcoin Trust Network dot com and you enter in any alphanumeric combination, it pulls up the burn address instantly, even if it's offline. It's just like it's just it's built on React. It's just crazy. That is awesome. So is this in use right now? Are you using this? So I'm using that with the extra cards. So when you buy extra cards, you can withdraw the physical pack and we mail it to you, or you can withdraw on Bitcoin. So our cards come with tokens if you withdraw on Bitcoin, and then you can trade our cards that we won't protect for you um, on Bitcoin to someone else. And whoever wants to redeem the card, um, they just send it to our website, the token. And then we take that token, and then we, once we take the card off Bitcoin and we mail it to them physically, we burn it on the Bitcoin Trust Network using that that uh burn address just to prove it's burned you know because now we can go back and say hey here's the here's the burn address we use to create it because you can't reverse engineer the bitcoin trust network so you couldn't do like truck like you could type in your name truck and you it would create a burn it would already have the burn address for truck um but like no one could like figure out backwards like this bitcoin address belongs to truck wow and my mind is blown with that too that's just so cool yeah, I, I don't, I don't, people really don't understand the potential for it yet, but I think it'll be really important one day. You know, that's my hope, at least. I, 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 I think there's like a million use cases for it. So I'm, I'm like the first one really using the use case. Like, um, you know how you guys burn cards for the Bitcoin? Like you put it in the museum or whatever? Yeah, of course. Yeah, so like that's a way to say like this is part of, I don't know if, it, if you guys just wanted the museum or it was just a way of just saying this is like the official card. I don't, I don't understand that. Um, yeah, I, I think that that was a way of um, certifying the card as a part of the game. So uh, for uh, you know API calls or something like that, you just have to search one address to figure out which card is in the game. I'm, I'm mm -hmm. sure Dan's website somehow looks at that address to figure out, you know, okay, I need to show this asset on the website or something like that. I mean, I'm not a coder either, so I, I have no idea really. But so, so like instead of like having to burn the card. Dan could could have made like certified Bitcoin card or certified Bitcoin token, okay? And then he could just send that token to each card's names, Bitcoin Trust Network address, like uh, like Cornholio card. You put Cornholio in there, and then Dan could send the certified card to that burn address, and then people could just type the name of the card to to certify that it's real, and that's that'll last forever on Bitcoin or Bitcoin. I don't know, man. Sounds checks out. To, checks out on my end. <laughs> Sounds good. I don't know. Awesome. Uh, alrighty. Well, um, Xer, any any final comments or or advice for the farmers out there as we kind of wrap up? Um, you know, honestly, actually, real quick, I, I would love to hear. You know, what's what's kind of your <clears throat> four to five year outlook on on where counterparty and bitcoin nfts like where do you where do you see this going over the next four to five years what what when you close your eyes at night and you're looking at your beautiful wife and you're and you're going you're looking you're going honey i've got i i see i see where we're going you don't see it yet but trust me i i see this what what is that um i see you know small businesses private companies um, allowing you to invest in their company um, 
own counterparty. So you can you can create wow. a dispenser and you can go to a local business and if you like it, you can you can buy a part of their company or or uh, you know uh, certain shares and you can put them back to sale and someone else can buy them in the community. So I mean, I I don't see like there's literally like there's never been a way to do this before. And now if you can give small businesses the the capital and and if you have um, you give people in communities, they get to use the businesses and they get to go to them and they say they like them and they're going to keep going back. So if you own part shares in like a small business, obviously you're going to recommend them and you're going to go there and use them. So the business will make more money. So um, I don't see why that that won't happen. And there's really no better other place than 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 Bitcoin and, and counterparty to do it. Love it. Absolutely love it. Well, um Extra, I want to thank you so much for coming on Crop Talk. Uh, the juice was worth the squeeze. I, I'm so glad we were finally able to get you, you know, in in the studio here. Uh, you know, my takeaways from this episode is that um, I don't have enough cards. You know, I my my FOMO, you know, truck. You talking about the submissions going through the roof? I just had a wake up call. You know, I've been a little bit dormant. Um, and I just realized that I've got a field that I need to go out there and just farm because I agree. The the tsunami is imminent. The tide is sucking out. And it's just a matter of time. And uh, listen, this shit's here to stay. People really love this stuff. They appreciate it. And they want to hold it. And there are no bear markets in NFTs. Um, they, there's just long waiting periods before <laughs> in between sales. So I'm, I'm bullish as hell. This has been an absolutely phenomenal episode. Uh, Track any any final comments from you? Uh, I want to echo what you said, Exer. Thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Uh, your story at the beginning of the podcast was phenomenal. Uh, you sound like a real, you know, kind of uh, think different kind of person. Glad to have you in Counterparty. Yep, one of us. Um, very glad to have you in Counter Counterparty, and can't wait for that Exer Truck collaboration. Hell yeah! And extra, you wanna you wanna show your website real quick so we can direct the farmers towards uh, towards what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to thank you guys for having me on. I, I probably talked a little too much, but uh, yeah, um, I can't wait to do the collab with you, uh, truck, and you know whoever else. Uh, I think it's I think it's cool to show your cards. Um, you can check out extra cards at xer.co. X C E R dot co. And quick thing, the name Xer. Um, obviously, you can't use the A uh, A letter to to create assets in counterparty so uh exer is kind of a play off that where you exit before you before you create an a asset well farmers uh thank you so much for joining us um the exer ladies and gentlemen absolutely phenomenal guest check this guy out he has the vision he puts the work into everything that he does so phenomenal energy thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you on the next one see you on the farm cheers that was awesome. That was yeah. so good. Thank you so I much. I got like a, can you hear the background? It's like a huge, like, tsunami here, right? When you're saying tsunami, it's starting to fucking torn. Oh my God, it's a sign. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Don't talk to strangers. Since a young and I've been told in bangers. I might take that little bitch